only two minutes late. This is so exciting. We're so happy to be here. And we are talking today about a very Divi specific topic. We're going to talk about the plugins we use when we build a Divi site. We all have our different stacks. I know I love talking about tech stack. How about you? And uh, before we kick off this topic that is, I think, going to be useful, it'll be interesting too to see what you guys in the chat have to share. And also, if you're listening on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube, please leave in the comments uh, ones that you use similar to us, or if you have uh, suggestions or if you use something a little different, we'd love to hear from you as well. So without further ado, let's introduce our esteemed panel once again, as we do. And uh, why don't we just go um, with Mr. Jenkins first? All right, hey, I get to go first. Corey Jenkins coming at you from Prescott, Arizona, and um, you can find me at Aspen Grove Studios and Divi.Space. Happy to be here, guys. Welcome. And Sarah, you want to go next? Hey, guys. Sarah Oates from Endure Web Studios. You can catch me at endure.com.au or Endure Web on the socials. And this is our last 8 a.m. for anyone in Australia Next week is going to be from 9 a.m. if you are on daylight savings time. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine how hyper Sarah's going to be when it's 9 a.m.? I'll be so awake. <laughs> <laughs> going from 7 to 8 made a huge difference. All right, <laughs> Mr. Tim. Everybody, Tim Streifler here, broadcasting from San Clemente, California, uh, which I don't know if you follow the news, but Southern California is like on fire right now, literally. Uh, thankfully, it hasn't gone this far south to where I'm at. But um, yeah, keep those people. A lot of people have been evacuated and uh, potentially losing their homes. It's like 10,000 yeah, I, I, I saw uh, Adam Prizer got evacuated and, and, and a few other mm -hmm. of my friends. Uh, Freaking 2020, so. man. I, yeah. I've actually yeah. been evacuated before in Arizona. It's, it's not fun, but... Um, Hopefully, hopefully everybody's safe. Well, yeah. especially like, how do you pack for that? Like, let's just throw a few things in a bag and then whatever we leave behind might be gone forever. Yeah, like, yeah. that would be really yeah, yeah, scary. Pretty much. We made last year, we made like a go bag when the mm -hmm. fires happened here. And so we've just kind of got this go bag ready to go, which just has all the important stuff in it. And then I guess you would just grab a few clothes and we like bought a water bottle because we were like, well, if you're stuck in your car somewhere, like you're going to want to yeah. drink water, right? So we bought like this 10 liter thing. We were like, we'll just fill water and run. Good anyway. idea. All right, well, back idea. to my I, intro I just, after I, I was literally interrupted. <laughs> I, uh, I just oh, hey, want to say that I So don't you can know... find me online oh. at divilife.com for all my Divi plugins, child <laughs> themes, layouts, and tutorials, wpgears.com for my Divi business expert course. And that's it. Okay, now you guys can go. <laughs> Hijacking my intro. <laughs> and that's fine. And I'm Stephanie Hudson with Focus WP. You can find me at focuswp.co where you can learn about our white label services to help scale and grow your agency or freelance business. And I would just like to say, I like I've been on a bonfire kick since we've been homebound. I built myself a fire pit last like at the beginning of all this. And I like, I don't know how the world is on fire. Like I can't intentionally start a fire with wood and matches <laughs> and fuel. Like it is unbelievable to me that the world just burns on accident. And I just, can't, I should move there. I think I could put it out. If I just like gave it my attention, I think all those fires would 
yeah, you, you are living where it's above like 15% humidity too, you know? Like nonstop. Uh, yeah, it's brutal. Yeah. We, anyway. We have to do, like, propane fires here when, when we're camping this year. So. Oh, brutal. In, invested in the propane fires. Somebody fire. snoring? That was my are dog. We boring. <laughs> Him. <laughs> he was he was sighing because we have friends What's staying that? with us that got evacuated and whenever he hears talking he wants to go be a part of the party and Aww. i locked him in here with me so he won't be annoying and uh, he's whining by the door so that was a really name? long loud sigh murphy <laughs> murphy that's where i forgot i thought murphy was bored and i'm like oh just wait murphy we're about to talk about plugins extra boring Extra. We have an extra nerdy topic today. It's uh, we're gonna talk plugins. So, Tim, why don't you kick us off? Light a yeah. fire under this discussion, if there you will. Go. All right, more more fire puns. Keep them coming. Keep mm-hmm. them coming. Hopefully, my smoke detector <laughs> won't go off. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah. So today we are talking all about plugins. So uh, obviously, if you're using WordPress, you're familiar with plugins. Plugins are uh, like apps for your website and they add extra functionality. Um, And it really is a big reason why WordPress is as popular as it is because you can add a plugin and then create something cool that you couldn't do without the plugin. And so it adds cool functionality to your site. And so as website creators, typically the more websites that you build, you kind of have a toolbox box of plugins that you are really familiar with, that you really like, that um, are reliable and you enjoy using them. And so they, you basically kind of have a list of, of plugins that you end up putting on almost every website. And so those are the types of plugins we're going to be talking about today. Not the one little plugin that you've added that's really cool, but really isn't functional for most websites. We're talking about the plugins that you can use on pretty much any website that you build. And so um, I think we all have a, at least a handful of those. And I'm thinking there's going to be quite a bit of overlap, but hopefully we'll all have some unique ones too. Um, otherwise, it might be a, a really boring episode if we all share the same five plugins. <laughs> I'll just say the same list. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to add to one of the benefits of coming up with a list like this. It's easy to, it's easier to keep your sites up to date. If you know, like what's going to happen when you run an update on a certain plugin, if it's going to break everything or not, once you sort of get a similar set of things, you can kind of gauge how things are going to go when you run updates. And also um, depending on where you are in your business and how you work things, I have had um, developers express that they wished I had a little bit more of a consistent startup. When I kick off a site, it's easy to just load a site up with all of your standard plugins. And then it's easier for for developers that you're using to have a consistent, um, like a consistent set of things and a consistent environment for them to start working with. Now, the thing about it is if you're building all the same, like if you work, with the dentist niche and you've like you're building dental websites all the time then like you're going to have your certain scheduling apps and your other things but what if you build sites for a dentist one day and then an art gallery another day and a hair salon and a builder and all this stuff you know like there can be different ones so a lot of us may have separate sets for different types of websites either by niche or by functionality such as e-commerce versus non-e-commerce etc who would like to start with their list or a couple things anyway, Sarah, I know you're ready to go. 
I've, I've got all of them. They're all ready to go. It's just a question okay. of where do we start? Okay. Alphabetical. I have talked on many, many occasions about is Admin Editor Pro. So Admin Editor Pro doesn't sound like the most obvious one to start with, but I really like starting with it because it allows you the ability to move things around on the side, which I really like. I prefer to have Divi sitting up top, for example. And so that's one of the first things that I have set up is Admin Editor Pro will let you move things around. But then if you have a client who is going to be working with you, I make all of my clients editors rather than administrators. And sometimes you want to turn stuff off just to clean it up. Like projects mm -hmm. is often not something that people need. So you can just hide it, which is awesome. Or you can add extra functionality or you can remove functionality from the abilities of them. You can even change what they see in their dashboard. Um, you can change what shows up on the bar up the top there. So you can make it a much more clean experience for your clients so that it's not as confusing for them. So the main reason I use it is just to make it a simpler process. And then when I make them videos, I will, I will go in as them so that then I'm showing them it as them. Occasionally I'll show idea. them as me and they'll be like, whoa, you see like all these things. Um, and generally when I use it, I'll always just say to people, look, we start with what I think is the minimum of what you need. If you need something else, we just add it. I'm mm -hmm. not trying to hold anything back from you. It's just about making it a simpler process for you when you're editing your website. So now do you standardize it, Sarah? Like, is it the yeah. same for every client for the most part? Yeah, yeah. Because what cool. I have is um, I use Plesk and what I have is a, like a basic setup. And Template so I have site. all these plugins already set up on them. I have Divi set up the way I like it. I have Admin mm -hmm. and Editor Pro set up the way I like it. I have like all the settings kind of set up the way I like it. And then I just clone that and start. And, you know, we'll make alterations, obviously. Right. Um, the other thing with Admin Editor Pro that you can do, which is really nice, is you can have like the standard editor set. But then you might have one particular person at that organization who needs like, I don't know, access to like membership type stuff or whatever. You can just give that individual user their own set of rules, um, which is also really awesome. So I think you can do a lot of it with the free version, but I like the pro version because I think it's an amazing plugin and I really want to support them. And it yeah. wasn't crazy expensive. I think it has gone up in price, but... You could start with the free one and see what you can achieve with that one. To now, Sarah, I searched, I did a Google search for admin editor pro and it pulls up admin menu editor.com. Is oh, that yeah, the yeah, same that, one? Sorry. Yes. Yeah, admin I'm menu editor. No, no, that's yes. okay. But I just wasn't sure if it was the same that one. It. And it doesn't. Ad admin menu editor pro. And it I doesn't use the even, version, but you could use the free version. I don't even see a free version on here, but that's if nice a client, to know they have uh, It's in the repository, I think. Um, mm. if, if I have a client who... Um, is not going on my maintenance, then I will put the free one on just purely so we can like move stuff around. I think yeah. you're limited then with some of the functionality type stuff, but usually if I'm handing a website over, it's still enough. And I still think it's worth adding to every website. Nice. I love it. That's a great one. Out of the gate with a winner. Yeah, I love it. I, I've used that too. It's a great plugin. It's not part of my every site uh, yeah. toolbox, but, um, I could see definitely the, the value in doing that on every yeah. side. Even just moving Divi up, like even just that, I feel like is so much more intuitive than having it yeah. right at the I, bottom. I, I feel like I'd be lost it. if it wasn't like in a normal spot. We, we, yeah. we have used, um, user role editor, which kind of does mm -hmm. that, but not with the moving the menu items and stuff, yeah. you know, mm. we do use that for kind of those custom permissions and things, even on our own internal sites, we'll have like a, uh, employee yeah. with an editor role that maybe we'll grant an extra permission to or something like that. And it's, that's nice. De definitely like handy. That. 
Yeah, I find like the, it's not very intuitive, the order of everything. Like that's the main thing for clients. I find like even just where media is doesn't really make sense logically. So being able to order it in terms of what do they actually do or putting like all the practical things together. If they have an e-commerce site, putting all the e-commerce stuff all in one spot makes so much more sense than it. Yeah, I wonder like like when you do have like multiple plugins installed and stuff and they're ordered, um, yeah. you know, in that site, like like what defines the the order? Is it like the like the order of which it's know. added or something like that? Because it's, it's not alphabetical or anything. It's kind of. No, it's, there's, it's a very odd it's order. Annoying. I'm not sure when you add a menu is. item, I think you you can number it based off of like putting it before appearance, putting it before plugins, after plugins, stuff like that. Okay. And so, uh, because yeah, depending on what else you're using. Yeah, I, I, you know, I mean, like, like out of the box, like, how does WordPress decide? Like, if you were just like add ten plugins, how does WordPress decide which ones at the top and bottom? Or I, I, I've never really dug into that, but yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Anyway, it's a great plugin. Highly recommend it. Even the free one, fabulous. Who else has so, a plugin they want to talk about? So I'll go. And I have twenty. I, <laughs> I know this is one that one of you, at least one of you guys, if not all of you guys, is also on your list, and so that's why I'm going to say it first. And that's gravity Divi overlays. Divi overlays. That's also on my list. Divi overlays <laughs> is also my list. But gravity forms has been on my list um, since way before I started creating products. And it was, and David and I have talked about this on our WP the podcast. How gravity forms for both of us was like our first, or if not the, the first, and the, one of the first few premium WordPress yeah. products that we invested in. And so I think for me, it was like elegant themes, uh, eye themes, and then yeah. gravity forms, something like that. Yeah. And um, I had my, my premium, whatever elite, whatever it's called, the highest level um, for years now. And I keep renewing because I use gravity forms on pretty much every single website that I build. The only time I won't use it is if it's a super simple site and it's low budget and all I need is like the most basic contact form ever, then, you know, I might skip it. Um, but typically I'll, I'll put it on, even if it is a basic website, uh, the only downside to gravity forms is, is styling. It, uh, can be kind of a, a pain, um, but there's some, some tricks for that, but yeah, gravity forms, super powerful. You get uh, to control, uh, not just the forms, but what I love about it is you get to control the emails that go out super easily. Um, and you can have uh, conditional logic, not just on the form, but also on the emails that go out. So like if they filled out this, part of the form, then send it to this person. And then if they didn't, then send it to these people over here instead. And so uh, you have a lot of control and it saves everything in the database. Uh, so you'll never miss uh, a lead coming in. Cause even if there's uh, a fluke where it goes to spam or something, it's always going to be saved in the, in the database. Yeah. yeah. We, and then, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, I, I was going to say, uh, you know, as, as Tim mentioned, uh, he talked to David about it and that's, that's something we definitely install on every site. I mean, rarely not that we have anything major majorly against it but rarely do we use like the out of the out of the box defaults uh divi contact form there's so much you can do with it we, we even use it like we have a uh you know a page on our site where we can send to clients and they can pay invoices on um and that can all be yeah. connected to like stripe and paypal and stuff and uh so many things that the gravity forms can do it's, yeah, like it's a lot more than just a MailChimp type stuff yeah we're yeah, doing we we're actually our, our doing a little we're doing a little gravity forms uh, show and tell in my group this week. 
on Thursday. Oh. Jen Jen Weed is gonna Jennifer Weed. So she was she's been on Divi Chat before. Yeah, she's gonna show and tell a couple like cool things she does to like let people submit stuff for a for a post or there's a couple other cool little tricks she's got that she uses it for. So if anybody wants to jump over in the focus on your biz group this week Definitely. or after you've heard it <laughs> after yeah, after yeah we'll keep it in if you pay for the premium version, then you get all the add-ons and the add-ons really do enhance the functionality of it. And so then it's just all included. Like once you're paying for that higher level of gravity forms, so that's going to allow you to integrate with Stripe and integrate with like all the different things. Um, so that's worth having a play around with. And then there are third-party plugins that can go along with gravity forms. There's one called Gravity Wears. It's not super cheap, but um, I used that on a site recently. Gravity we, what? Gravity Wears. I think it is. Oh. Um, yeah, I've used and so we used on a site where Wiz, Wiz, W I Z, um, where like <laughs> Wizard. Um, so mm -hmm. I used it on a site where we changed like the, you know, the um, what are they called? The circles, the options where it's oh, uh, the radio buttons. Bullets, so. Radio buttons. We changed radio buttons into images, and so like you could select, and then it was all conditional logic. So it was like this tattoo website. So you selected the part of the body, and then it gave you options of like a smaller part of the body for that bit. And then it gave you more options and it was all visual and it was really fun. And that was all with gravity form. So yeah, I've, cool I've built some do. super robust, like multi-step things with like advanced calculations yeah. and stuff. It's, it's really cool. It's yeah. very powerful. And then of course, yeah. if you don't want to pay for it or you've got a client who's not staying on maintenance, like you do need to consider if they're not staying on maintenance, are they willing to pay for gravity forms? If they need the functionality, they're just going to have to pay. But if they just need a basic form, Caldera Forms, of course, is the alternative that we've talked about many times that you can do as a free option. If they just need a basic form, but they do want to have, you know, better than just what's built in with Divi. Yeah, I know this is another like, good one that's free. We're going to change the name of this podcast to Gravity Forms Chat pretty soon. <laughs> like every week, yeah. every week we don't go down a Gravity Forms Yeah. What, one hole. last thing about Gravity Forms is oh, you can do... Here we go you can do payments as well. And so Corey talked about really like robust forms with calculations and stuff. Well, you can turn those calculations into like payments with their Stripe and PayPal gateway add-on and stuff. So you can like accept payments and create order forms too. So, yeah. Uh, okay, who's got another one? I've got some too, but I'm trying well, to Well, like, I, I, I guess if we're starting on on what everybody uses, there's, you mm -hmm. know, I, I, you know, contact forms are huge, but... Uh, maybe we maybe we jump into like security and we talk about our mm -hmm. our sure. favorite uh, security sure. plugins first. So that's what we, Carlos we are, is saying uh, in the chat. You read his, Did you read his chat? Carlos said important Carlos, things: security, our, performance, goes. plugins. Yeah, see, Carlos has got it. Yeah, so I think everybody has their own favorite, uh, you know, security plugins and things like that. Um, we we've always been a fan. We we don't use uh, all of their stuff, um, but we for security use iTheme Security. Um, it's always been like, like really solid for us, uh, really intuitive, uh, user interface and, um, it's always just perform well. And I love, I love the guys at, at iThemes, which are now liquid web, but, uh, you know, uh, Corey Miller and, and those guys, they've always had a really great team and support staff and stuff. So I like to support them. Plus it's a, it's a killer plugin that we use and we, and we trust on our client sites. Um, so it's, it's definitely our, you know, in our set of, absolute must have for client sites when we build them. Yeah. I think security is great. I use it as well. I, I've WordFence is the other big one. I've, for whatever reason, I just never been a fan of WordFence. I think security just 
seems to make more sense to me. Uh, nothing against WordFence because it's a solid product and a lot of a lot of people use it. But I just my preference has been iTheme security as well. Yeah, I, 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 I have had everything. issues with WordFence. I was iThemes everything, like absolutely the whole suite. I was iThemes everything, and I've slowly migrated completely away from iThemes. Not because I didn't like them. I think I just I had I had particular issues with migrating and iThemes security being on a site. It, like the migration would never work, and I'm you know it's probably just me that that happened. Anyway, I've gone over to WordFence, so I'm a massive WordFence um, user now. I really like it. One of the things I really like is that they've added um, their login security. So they now have two-factor built into it, which is really awesome. They have spots both in the main parts of WordFence and then also in the login area to whitelist your IP address. So we pay an extra 10 bucks a month for our internet to have an individual IP address. And that means I can whitelist my IP address for both logins and for security, which means I'll never get logged out, locked out of a site, which is really awesome. And it also means I never have to do two-factor authentication when I'm at home. So that like saves me tons of time. Every site has, and you can force two-factor authentication. That's a really nice little addition. And it's all part of the free version. I don't use Pro for any of my websites. Um, so I highly recommend that. It's worked really well with Plesk so far. Um, I have such yeah, mixed feelings about a, like when you talk security, I'm like 50% like bored to death and 50% like super geeked out about it. Like I want to learn. <laughs> it's such a no it's like i I wish i did it's like it's work it's work to like get there but it's like it's interesting honestly individual ip is one of the best investments i've ever made and i know that's kind of a side issue to this but having an individual ip at home is like not having to do two-factor authentication but knowing that it's still enabled is freaking amazing i love it so worth the money yeah, definitely. Yeah, for those that don't know, Sarah is our resident security expert. Whew, so she knows all. Your hubby is like a security rock star, right, Sarah? Yeah. Security. Right. to me. So he's, he's doing the next episode of Divi Chat when we talk about security. Awesome. <laughs> no, he wouldn't be near it. So. <laughs> Stephanie, let, uh, let's hear your, your favorite. I have a little tiny one that we're not going to have to talk a long time about, but I put better search replace on every site that I install because, and then I, I delete it once it's time for the site to go live, but I use that every time I launch a site or other random little things. That's just a super useful little plugin. What does that one make you avoid? There's a plugin that so many people use and leave on their website and they don't need to. Oh, really simple SSL? Yes. You don't need it. You don't yeah. need it, people. Like the amount Mm-mm. of people that use it, you don't need it. You just need Mm-mm. this one. You yeah. also need to be very careful with it. Oh yeah, back <laughs> but it up like, first. Yeah. So l- let me let me unpack that really quick. So what Sarah's talking about is uh, the the search and replace plugin when you're adding SSL and you want the HTTPS for your um, your domain, you have to do a find and replace to change HTTP to HTTPS. There's a plugin that will do it for you and it's like a one-click thing but you have to leave the plugin on as soon as you deactivate the plugin it stops doing that replace but if you do it the right way and actually change it in the database using what stephanie's talking about then um then you don't have to leave a plugin on there you can just use it and then be done and it's scary the first time you do it but honestly the very best way to do it is go into your actual url bar copy it like 100 copy and then paste it in both spots and then just remove 
the S or add the S and that's it. So that you're making sure what you are replacing is exactly the same in both. Then there is a tick box that says, just run a test. So you run the test and you look at like what it's actually going to do. And then once you feel confident, you untick it and you run it again. And every time fixes all the issues. It's so, so worth having. It's free. And then you can remove it once it's done. Yeah. And, and here's a couple other use cases for it that I've done recently. You can actually do color scheme changes using it. So oh, for example, I like yeah, it's, that. It's, it's really fun. So Divi has a find and replace where you can do color changes quickly, but it's all uh, down to one page only. So you'd have to go yeah. in and do that across every page nice. um, or you can use the presets and stuff. I won't get into that, but basically uh, you can use the search and replace database plugin and change one color every time that color is being used, whether it's on a, a Divi page, whether it's in the customizer, whether it's in custom CSS, That's wherever, awesome. then you just change it all across your entire site at once. And it's well, like if a business quick. name changed or something rather than yeah. having to like go through and double check the whole site or like say a person changed, that would be so cool. I've never used it for that stuff, but yeah, so I've, it, I've done yeah, it for it minor. No, sorry. Go sorry, ahead, go Steph. Ahead. I was, I was gonna, gonna say, say it changes. I'm... Oh, you just don't say go ahead and then keep it going. <laughs> no, you go ahead. <laughs> there was a delay. I promise. You, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I've used it for copy changes, and so it, like making quick copy changes rather than having to like go into the database, or I'm sorry, go into Divi and then open up the 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 right module and change it. Like just changing it kind of from like a high level database. Uh, perspective is, is quick so I've used it I mean you want to be careful with it right like it's gonna do that change and you can fully lock yourself out of your website if you don't do it right <laughs> you can 100% so, break everything yeah <laughs> make sure that your SSL certificate is actually functioning make sure you go and try and go to the HTTPS version and make sure it actually loads before you do this process um, so, you know, you want to be careful with it, but once you know that it's definitely going to work, it will fix the, uh, the padlock issue that you have. As always, I do have... it on the dev site. And, <laughs> and do a backup too. Like if you, especially if you have yes. a host well, that has server level backups, then like you, there's no risk of you getting locked out or anything like that. You can just do a backup. Or a, or... I have a, I have a little rule of thumb for that, for search and replace and for cloning a site. And that is, I have to say it out loud. I have to read the things out loud because we can just scan through it and your brain reads what you want it yeah. to say. So if it says like, I am replacing HTTP this with HTTPS this, like I'll say it out loud so that I can hear it if it's wrong and do it nice and slow. And then you, and then you don't mess it up. The other thing I, I do it for- Only copy and paste. I will not ever type it because I- Yeah, that's another, that's another good one. But I use it also when I, when I launch a site, specifically if I've been working on a dev server, building something and mm -hmm. then launch it. And yes. then it's like, if there are, cause there are places that have, like if you've used um, the absolute URL instead of the relative URL, then you'll have the dev server URL like embedded into different places and yeah. you could test your site and it works perfectly and everything seems fine until you tear down your dev server and then the client calls you like things are broken and blah 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 so that's I've 100% done that in, like in the early yeah. days 100% done that and yeah, it's very sure. embarrassing and it's I a mean, very quick fix and sometimes it really does literally everything like, like literally all the advice we give is because we've all screwed it up before oh, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. The, 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 the relative URLs, my team gets sick of me preaching relative URLs yeah. and builds. But uh, yeah. I, I think but we honestly, there are things that get stuck in Divi, like particularly background images seem to not always pick up yeah. when you migrate things. They just don't, or they don't pick up the move from HTTP to HTTPS. And it's just one of those things, like you have to do it just to double check that it has been done because there are just some things that don't come across. Yeah, my favorite way to migrate a site is using uh, Migrate Guru, uh, which it doesn't like prepare a zip and you upload a zip. It doesn't do it that way. It uses their servers and their migration script that rewrites the URLs and the HTTP, HTTPS is the most consistent and reliable that I've seen. Um, I don't think I've seen it miss anything with Divi stuff. So um, throwing that out there. I like that. I'll check that out because every now and then, like mostly I'm devving on my own server and then going live on my own server, but every now and then I have to go somewhere else and it doesn't always go fluidly. <laughs> nope. yeah, and that's, no. I feel like that's the thing with like a lot of the stuff that we do. It's like, we can think we do it the same way every time and then it doesn't always have the same results. And sometimes it's because the software changes and there's an update and it broke something that used to work. But I think that's part of like us, uh, not just us panelists, but us web developers is learning to be able to figure out the solutions and adapt on the spot. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Miro says in the chat, he's got one that's a little one as well. SVG support. If Ooh. we're starting to do oh. some SVG stuff and it's not natively uh, supported in WordPress, as you know, which is frustrating. Yeah. There's yeah, also, like, there's also like a, like a three line uh, function you can add to Function yeah. PHP that'll do it. Um, you just I mean, that's have one to way to avoid to a plugin, but remove it after you've uploaded your SVGs. Ideally, like in Corey, an ideal send that. World. We'll put that in the notes in the um, show you notes. You don't really Corey. want to leave um, yeah. ability for SVG upload longer than you need to. So it's one of those things that people can do dodgy stuff with it if they wanted to. Oh, you. So, so you just you just upload it, yeah. then your images stay don't. You don't have trouble yeah. with the images no, once they you remove them. Yeah. Like, it, it, it basically just gives the yeah, basically just gives permissions for the media library to add it. Oh, um, that's cool. And then yeah, afterwards it, it can be removed. Um, yeah. So ideally, you could add that plugin, or you could add the lines of code. It doesn't matter which way you go. But ideally, you want to remember to remove it when the site goes live, just so that there's you know it's just a little bit tighter in security if you get rid of that. That's like a it's good not tip. available for a reason. There's a reason that they don't just natively have it. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, if like you're the only admin on the site, it shouldn't matter because it's it's okay. if users that have upload capabilities, they could upload an SVG that does malicious things, but they have mm -hmm. to have upload capabilities. But yeah, as Sarah okay. said, it's best practice is just upload. remove it. Yeah, What's or that? or within a within a contact form, it could cause some uh, some security issues as well. Yeah. Anyway, just make sure you remove it once you're done with so, it. So speaking of images, I uh, always try and put an image optimizer in. I used to use yes. Imagify, and now yeah. I've moved over to ShortPixel because I got a lifetime developer thing, and they're both good. Uh, ShortPixel also has an adaptive images uh, one that helps with um, responsive display. I know. That's sort of a thing that's happening multiple places now. But anyway, I, I think that's an important one to have on, especially if you've got clients that are uploading things. But even if not, even if I optimize my images as tight as I think I can get them in Photoshop, and it'll still strip out a few kilobytes. 
yeah off of them yeah so that's, sometimes you can yeah, over optimize so just be careful with it i think imagine fire particularly like the highest level of if you're already optimizing your images it makes them look pretty grainy so just be careful when you do it yeah you have to pick your settings time. yeah well there's yeah and there's lossless and, the, and then lossy compression uh, and glossy depending, depending on lossy yeah <laughs> no, i mean if, if there's no short pixel well, is it glossy? short pixel i think they have lossless glossy lossy like it's I don't know. That's weird. It's gl- three levels. It, just makes, like, all images, it makes them all like shiny or something. Or? Uh-huh. <laughs> Very Pixel shiny. Will, Short Pixel allows you to define the um, the actual largest size, which I think is really handy if, if, some, if one of your yeah. clients is uploading big images, but still when it does it, they're still really big. Like in the end, I've ended up saying to clients, yeah, we'll add this, but this is a last step. Like... If you upload a four meg image, no matter what plugin I've got on there, it's not going to be enough. So it might get it down to one meg, but that's still far, far too big. So I think it's one of those things where I'm almost not telling my clients it's available on the website because I don't want them to know that there's something supporting them because then they rely on it and they don't care what they upload. Yeah, we we definitely, we're uh, we're WP Smush people. Yeah, same. uh, Yeah. And I like it, but yeah, client sites where they're like, you know, doing a lot of blogs or podcasts and they're uploading a lot of, a lot of images, uh, we definitely install it. So, you know, yeah. as they upload images, it just automatically compresses. And I don't know, uh, I've never liked we don't, we don't have to go back. We don't have to go back and like worry about it, you know, them loading up their, their server and yeah. stuff like that. So. WPMU have changed their licensing. So they used to have a thing where you could only buy the whole suite. Um, and they've just recently come out with WP Smush pro or whatever it is um as a standalone product because yeah. so That's many people cool. were like we don't want the whole suite we just want smush pro so you can now buy it on its own it is a, i think an annual cost um yeah but it, it, it's available now which is nice and on that note when you buy pro as well as same thing with the magify they're compressing those images on their their servers, not your own server. So typically any free plugin, it's using your own server resources. And so um, you want, especially if there's a lot of, it's a image heavy site, you want to use a tool that's going to offload that compression to an, uh, an external server. And that's what Smush Pro and Imagify do. So good one. That's a good tip. What about spam protection i used like i've used for so long and i always sort of thought like it was corny and i don't know if it was any good or not but it's actually like i hear i see articles and stuff about it now anti-spam b it's got this little like uh i feel like he'd be friends with the cheerios guy is their logo (laughs) they they hang out all the time yeah Uh uh-huh they're buds (laughs) yeah and uh but anyway it's like nope and it takes like nothing like you have no config like you can go and tick some different boxes check or uncheck there's a bunch of options but out of the box it works great so i mean if somebody's got somebody attack like coming at them hard they need something more robust but for most of my sites that's that's a good one somebody uh i use clean talk for that that's the one that Um, was mentioned clean talk is paid plugin but i had some issues with spam a few years ago and someone recommended it to me i went on to the paid version of that and it has been amazing. The really good part about it, you don't need to buy the security part of it, just get like the base part of um, Clean Talk. But the really good part about it is it then means you don't need to do um, capture. So it will do like mm. an invisible capture as a part of it. And so like a then all you need to do, 
yeah, all you need to do is install it. And honestly, it has been flawless. I had one issue where some spam got through Gravity Forms to a client and they respond, their tech support responded to me within an hour and a half. And that was like at a night time. So their tech support, once you're on the paid version is like amazing. I've been really, really impressed with it. And yeah. the one time that my license lapsed and I didn't realize they didn't used to have auto payments, my license lapsed. And that next day, the amount of spam came through shocked me. And I, I was like, oh my gosh, like I didn't realize it was being so effective, but I, all of my sites just were like spammed with spam. And um, it made me realize that it was really doing a lot, which was- I was going to say, I started clean nice talk and then- then I didn't get any new customers for a long time. You know, no, you got to watch that. Like, that's not true, but you got to watch, like you can't make it well, too actually, tight. Well, actually one of my American clients, we couldn't put clean talk on. That is true because he found it's... that a lot of people in America are using VPNs and it was, it didn't like VPNs very much. So you do want to kind of double check that it's not causing issues mm -hmm. for you. Um, but for most of my clients, flawless, really happy with clean talk. It's worth yeah, the money. I, I'm old school, but I, I have no problems just using uh, a Keysmet or Akismet. Yeah, um, it works great for us. I've used it for 10 something, or I don't know how long it's been out for 10 nice. years at least. And, Do you pay for um, it? No, um, I, I guess I'm like kind of grandfathered into, um, you know, whatever whatever plan we were on. I have like in the past donated money towards it and stuff, but yeah, it's it's automatic and uh, I don't know how much yeah. how much money they, they need at this point, but uh, they, you would they still definitely- need to do do you need to do um, recapture as well? Well, so what does a Kismet we don't, we, Pro we, kind we, of cover that? Yeah, we, we don't do recapture. I mean, on, on our contact forms, like if we're using Gravity Forms and we use the uh, the anti-spam honeypot. Uh, honeypot thing, and yeah. we really don't don't get a lot of spam in um, at all. Yeah, okay. you know. So do you guys know that's screen? my nickname? Honeypot. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's a good nickname or, for somebody. Or or anti-spam. <laughs> You just really don't like to eat spam, right? My close friends call me a keysmit or whatever the <laughs> heck you said. <laughs> All right. Who else uh, has one? Uh, How about an SEO plugin? What do yeah, you guys I was going to say I've, I've used Yoast for yeah. years and it's always worked well for me. Never had issues. I've heard people say, oh, Yoast doesn't work well Divi. I've used it exclusively with Divi and never had a problem. Um, I know there's new kids on the block uh, in terms of SEO plugins. Um, I've never had a reason to try them. Yoast does what it needs to do. Uh, Yo or any SEO plugin is not magic. Uh, it basically just gives you the ability to uh, change your, your title tags and meta descriptions and a couple other things, um, but that's not going to magically make your site rank. Um, so yeah, and out so, of the box, the settings aren't right. So you do need to change the settings out of the box. So uh, Yoast just, Yoast just doesn't work box. with my, with my brain. Well, what, so, like what so, settings do you mean? Oh, like um, the appearance settings. So under, here's an appearance, Google something. I don't know. Um, but you need to kind of turn a bunch of stuff up off because at, when you first load it up for example like say you've got divi overlays installed it will actually make a whole different section in your sitemap just for the divi overlays and you may oh, want to show I that see. but most of the time you don't want to show that and so like this you need to make sure that the media is turned so that each image is not getting um 
checked and put, unless yeah, you yeah. have a website like that most sites don't have projects um if you're having categories and tags also as their own you're using up all of google's juice on stuff that actually isn't yeah. that helpful most people don't need an author list for example so what you want is the important stuff you want it to be looking at pages you want it to be looking at posts, posts. yeah you want it to be looking at the really core stuff of your website and then if your website is big, you don't want it to be looking at all the other crap because it's already looking at it through pages and posts. You're just right, going to be exactly. using up all of its energy on stuff that it, you would prefer it to be using its energy on the important stuff. So you, you do, do not want go Google to get worn out. Don't get them worn out. On <laughs> well, your especially if it's worn out on the non-important stuff and it's yeah. not looking at the core of your website. You want to make it easier for Google, not harder for Google. Yeah, especially for like a single author blog, having yes. your author uh, archive pages indexed Pointless. is just a waste and uh, like potentially even maybe duplicate content because it's going to look exactly like your other blog pages because there's one author yeah. and it's all the same posts and, and, and there's just no value adding, to it. Yeah. And anytime you're adding a plugin that is using custom post types, it will add stuff into Yoast. So you kind of have to think about it just before you launch, but then even if you add extra functionality, something like Divi Overlays is adding um, custom post types. If you're adding products, of course you want it to scan your products, but you might not want it to scan the categories of the products or the tags of the products. So you want to have a think through, but every time you add any plugin that is adding a custom post type, you need to think through what's your strategy with Google. Um, and so anyway, out of the box, Yoast needs some changes made to it. But I will say, I have never, ever had a problem with Yoast either until this past fortnight or two weeks. Sorry, Americans don't use Fortnite. <laughs> I <laughs> love when you say Fortnite. Uh, 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 Americans just play Fortnite. Just play. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. So um, for the last two weeks, I just launched a site and, oh, my gosh, talk about going insane. And what I have worked out is that Essential Grid and Yoast never would have thought there was an issue and Divi are not playing nicely together. If I have Freeway just conflict. Yoast, it's fine. If I have just Essential Grid, it's fine. But when they are both active, it is not fine. So I, 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 I love that Sarah is still sticking with Essential Grid. You, I remember like, what was it like five, six years ago, you like did that big tutorial series mm -hmm. about and Essential I, like, Grid. I still remember Anyway, that. I emailed them just yesterday and said, I'm not sure if you know who I am, but I show up on your support page and you are treating me like crap. <laughs> so I'm not very happy with Essential Grid at the moment because they're just telling me it's my server, but it's not my server. So um, yeah, at the moment, I'm not very happy with that. And it is Yoast and I don't pay for Yoast. So I can't use Yoast support. So yeah. the challenge mm. is that occasionally there will be something that happens and no one wants to help you. And then I need to make the decision, well, I've done all this work customizing grids with Essential Grid. Am I going to have to change to something other than Yoast? So it may be an issue. And the only way to test these things, if you're having trouble with your website, and maybe we'll do an episode on debugging, but the only way to test it is to put it in staging and one by one turn everything off and then one by one turn combinations on and keep yeah. testing the issue. And it's a nightmare. Then that's where it gets super tricky is when it's not a one-to-one -one conflict where it's a three-way conflict 
And yeah. it, people don't realize that that's a possibility. Um, yeah. And it's just the, the nature of maddening uh, WordPress <laughs> plugins. And, and Corey understands this uh, running support and everything is customers be like, oh my gosh, it just doesn't work. It's like, well, it does work, but you just happen to have something that's conflicting. And that's just the nature of WordPress. Like we have all these powerful, powerful I'm tools. Pretty sure it's software. Corey's fault. At our usually, usually it's Tim's plugins, and uh, you know. We're, we're trying to, well, kidding. the challenge though is that no one then wants to that take was... responsibility for it, and the but only what, that was the nerdiest yeah. fight ever that just happened. Right there. <laughs> yeah, but what what a good company will do, and and we do this. I'm sure Corey's company does this too. Is when it, a time like that, it's like our goal isn't to point fingers and say, "Oh, it's this plugin." Our goal is just to serve our customer and fix the issue. So if we have to like fix an issue that's actually another plugin's fault, then we'll do it. Um, and that right there is why free plugins you have to be careful with because like Sarah mentioned, like she can't go to Yoast to get free support. So it's like pay for your software no. and then you get support. Yep. Yep. Actually, uh, um, Tim's company did that for me on that particular site, by the way, because um, their Divi overlays wasn't working with Essential Grid. There was this massive conflict again between the two and they gave me an up graded version of Divi overlays Aww. to fix the conflict. So there was I actually didn't know about that, but that's that awesome. Site. Yeah, no, yeah, it wasn't there, him. There, it was there's all kinds of factors. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I right can now, take credit for that. Right now we're, we're trying to, to fix a conflict uh, that we have between like uh, Divi Rocket and I think Divi overlays. But yep. really the issue strangely lies with, with Divi itself and kind of the way that yeah. something's that like affects Tim's plugin, doesn't really affect it, but then subsequently affects ours. But the problem lies there. So there can be like all kinds of different factors yeah. thrown in. Yeah. This Wait, in would be the case, reason why I don't run a plugin company. Yeah, yeah it's never in ending. That case, it really if something is. like that happens, <laughs> oh. your options are go to whoever you've paid money to, try your very best. I went to Divi, I went to Divi Overlays, I went to Essential Grid, I can't go to Yoast. And then at that point, you go as far as you possibly can. And then at that point, you have to make decisions around occasionally. Then you, have to then you go Karen and you ask for the manager. Yeah, well, <laughs> I did. Get your they didn't reply. Solved. What a surprise. Um, <laughs> then you change Yoast, I think, in that case. Yeah. So I think there are occasions where you have to give up your favorite because it's just not playing nice with something else you actually need on that site. Yeah. I don't sure. even like Yoast. Yoast just doesn't work with my brain. I use all in one SEO. Nice. And I'm not necessarily married to that. Uh, I'm not like a huge SEO, like I'm not doing major SEO projects with that, but it lets you do all the things, you know, let's change all the metas and the page titles and all that. And I really like the social like tab in there for setting up like how your post looks whenever you're going to publish it to social. I just, yeah. it just is easy. It's easy. I just know how to use it. There's some other honorable mentions in the chat, like SEO press. I've been hearing a lot about and uh, rank, rank math. math for sure. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I've got, yeah. I put rank math on a site just to try it. And it's, uh, I mean, it yeah. is an adjustment with any of those because they're so robust. Yeah. Those plugins have so many functions and features and things that it's, uh, it's a lot. Yeah, I was recommended um, that one yesterday to switch to for this particular site. I haven't tried it yet. Uh, do you guys use a caching plugin? Yeah. What do you sure use? Do. I use Adobe <laughs> Rocket for the most part, Same. although my host particularly likes W3TC, um, which is a free oh, one. Oh, and that one is a nightmare. 
Well, so my my host really likes it, which means their hosting is particularly optimized to work really well with it because they recommend it to all uh, their clients. So what I find is when WP Rocket, which occasionally just causes all sorts of issues, it's like it overcaches and then you suddenly like up the mm-hmm. creek. Um, then occasionally the I'll just yeah, I just switch back to W3TC and often it just does a really good job. I install it, I only tick one box. And then it off it goes. And for That's the most one with part, like the, on a really the dice, site, right? Maybe it's better uh, now. I used yeah. to use the that all the time. Them. Been a couple years, and then it was like the original cache I, plugin. Yeah, I don't w- go through all the settings. I literally just turn on page caching, and then that's it. And for really basic websites, partly because my host is really well optimized. So, you know, it is partly to do with the host as well and how they're set up. But for me, for a basic website, like it smashes it and I don't need to do anything, but I prefer WP Rocket because I can get more um, out of it. But occasionally it overcaches and then I just, it frustrates me and I go to w3 yeah w3 tc stands for w3 total Total. cash and i i used to use that and then it just oh my gosh it was such a nightmare it broke this is a couple years ago so it i'm sure it's better by now but um if you're not having problems but it was to the point where like you couldn't even like uninstall it you had to go in via (laughs) ftp and change the name and delete files and then there was like other weird files hidden in other places it was like Oh my gosh. Every time I would see that on a site, I would cringe, but I'm glad yeah, it's better now. I So that was, I think, to my knowledge, the first WordPress caching plugin, uh, W3 Total wow. Cache back in the day. But the original, it was always free. I don't even know if they had a premium version. Um, I think it was abandoned um, by the original developer. And then I think now it, I mean, it's been a few years now, someone else picked it up and continued development and probably has a, uh, some okay. sort of premium version. That but, makes sense. But my yeah, I use W. That would be. Oh, sorry. My advice would just be if you're going to switch plugins, you may need to go into the file area and actually delete caches because you can kind of click. If you're going to change caches, just clear all the caches before you switch plugins because occasionally it can get stuck. And the issue there is then you've got competing ones going on and that can cause you almost more issues. So just double check if you are going to switch that you fully clear all the caches or you go into the file area and manually just delete out the cache folders and they will reproduce themselves. That's totally fine. But I have had issues where I switched and I didn't realize that they were then fighting each other. Even By, a show, of, yeah. by a show of American hands, who loves hearing Sarah say cache? I'm never saying cash. I'm sorry, but cash is money. <laughs> Cash money, it is not a cache. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. It's a uh, e. It makes it a big A. I just, I, I actually just speak. I learned a big WP Rocket lesson just this past week. Yeah. I got, I had some sites on SiteGround and I was getting, I got uh, the, the SiteGround inode overload message, whatever, that I was taking up too much space on my server Ooh. and come to find out WP Rocket was saving enormous, like 250 meg files. So it was like one, it was like one place to go and uncheck a box. I'll have to remember where it is and put it in the show notes. And then it was like, um, and then you have to go in and like delete all those files in the file manager, like through CPAN and all that, like it or FTP. It wasn't like My you one couldn't even website. You, couldn't even fix it through the plugin. It was really annoying. No. My one gig like- website stored 10 gigs, 10 gigs of caches. 
Jeez, from that's WP Rocket, and I was, was like, like, "Holy cow!" Was it like it caching like backup zip files or something like that? It like was storing something that? to do with GZip. I had to. Oh no, it was something to do with. There was a setting I found a forum online, and it said if you don't active activate this particular setting, it was basically I had over optimized it, which I always tick that bot but button and I don't know it then somehow just maybe it was from an update recently I don't know but oh my gosh 10 gigs and then it tried to back up the 11 gigs and it killed the server that's crazy (laughs) oh yeah so I use oh sorry go ahead Tim I was just gonna been trying to say what I (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I have a delay today or something because when I start talking you guys don't hear me right away it's probably my internet (laughs) um I, I blame the fires. Uh, so I use WP Rocket, um, and part of the, what prompted me using that is WP Engine because of their server level caching. They don't allow yeah. um, caching plugins except for WP Rocket because WP Rocket specifically went out of their way to make sure that nothing conflicts when uh, when a, a someone's using WP Rocket with WP Engine. Um, and I love it. WP Rocket's very powerful uh, once you kind of learn the interface and, and the, the different tools and stuff. But um, yeah. what people don't really realize is true website optimization is a lot of testing. Um, people think that you can just install a plugin, flip a switch and like, boom, you have like a one second load time. But um, that might work for like a super simple website, but for uh, real websites with a lot going on, a, a lot of external services and uh, a lot of different things happening, like you have to do some some serious testing to see, you know, what what's actually working. And the more you understand what it's actually doing, you know, the better off you are overall. But like, it's not it's not magic. <laughs> yeah. I found the article that that the support sent me for the cash folder getting yeah, too cool. big. I'll, we'll put Check this in the thing. we'll put it in the show notes and then we and I'll um pop it in on uh, YouTube as well if you guys want to take a look at it. It's just yeah, one I think they were essentially setting. saying you turn off one setting and that setting isn't actually needed, which I didn't realize. But they were saying most modern websites don't actually need that setting, so you don't actually need to have it turned on. So it's worth having a look at if you're doing WP Rocket and like. We're, we're all, all saying paid plugins, you know, you get the support. It's well worth it. Um, even if you'd use WP Rocket at its very base and all you turned on was page caching, then, you know, that's a really good start. But like Tim said, you've got to test these things. And it's tricky to test WP Rocket because it's, there's a delay, right? And it's not caching when you're logged in. So you actually have to then go into an incognito window and then be rechecking it in an hour or two once. It's yeah, and, and, yeah, and, and the thing, yeah, the, and- the, the server side caching and stuff like that doesn't like register until the pages have, have been visited and stuff. So um, obviously the clear favorite in the chat is Divi Rocket. I'm not biased yeah. on that, but uh, okay. I'm just kidding. I but honestly no, don't I, even just, know about that. Does that. Is it a caching plugin for Divi? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a caching plugin like that we built for Divi, and, all that. and it's uh, yeah, it's it's we try to make it very Divi specific, and we're actually uh, in the process of kind of like reworking the caching um, engine and it the ca- the caching engine, the caching um, engine, and uh, <laughs> yeah, so so we try to make it Divi specific uh, a, a couple of ways, which is like Divi aware um, caching, where if you go in and like just change uh, something in a module or or just one section, it's just gonna like regenerate the cache for that specific. Uh, nice. area of, of Divi instead of like rewriting the whole the whole page cache um, and then like lazy loading uh, you can enable um, section specific uh, lazy loading to where you can say okay I've got oh, nice. 
10 sections on the site. I only want the two first sections on this page, uh, you know, to load initially. So there, there's some things that we, that we did to try to make it Divi specific, but uh, you know, any, anybody who runs a, a company that has a caching plugin, you, you deal with like a ton of headaches because there's so many variables and there are all those people that just throw it on your site on the, they activate it, run a test and, they don't, they don't see the results without going through the proper steps. They, they expect like a, you know, immediate, like 90% increase. Yeah. In, in yeah. Even low times. Um, they which, think it's uh, just a magic bullet, which it's, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. yeah. They've got like 14 gig images and they're like, why isn't it loading fast? Uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah. Caching plugins are, are tricky and that's something I, I learned a long time ago. I mean uh, as far as like my, my favorite uh, free, caching plugin we've always used like wp super cache uh if it's you know just like using a using something free um mm -hmm. and and that one's always, always worked well but yeah there's so many so many variables guys like uh wp rocket and some other ones have really put in the time to like get really granular in, in the settings and let you fine tune it because every host is different uh every yeah. server stack is different and there's so many so many variables I found yeah. that um, with my sites on SiteGround that their their SG cacher or whatever it's SG cache it's that it's it does really good the same kind of thing because it's optimized for their host and yes. that is usually gets the best results of any of the other ones if it's on a SiteGround. Do you guys yeah. leave um, the Divi caching on? Like I always turn it all off because it tends to end up conflicting with everything and I find it really frustrating. Yeah. So and it can actually slow down the site too. I've 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 tested uh, if you're if you're doing other optimization caching plugins, it can yeah. not yeah, conflict and the result is a slower so there's website. two areas. One is just in theme options right down the bottom, and then the other one is in one of the tabs across under Builder. Uh, page builder, yep. So there's a couple of areas you need to turn it off if you're going to. Yeah, builder and then advanced tab and then enable static CSS generation. Yeah. Yeah, that that conflicts a lot with my plugins. And it doesn't really conflict, but people will be like, hey, I'm not seeing the changes. I just created this pop-up yeah, in Divi right. Overlays. I'm not seeing the changes. And it's because of the Divi cache. You're it's like, super aggressive. do you know what caching is? <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, never, never turn on caching when you're when you're building a site or well, like yeah, sure, exactly. Yeah. That's that's the first step. As as Wu Tang yeah. said, cash rules everything around me, right? Exactly. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure that was about like, cash. I, I know we're starting to run out of our time. A couple of like really quick add-ons. Um, query monitor is something that I use anytime I'm having issues. So. Again, it's one I don't leave on a website, but when I'm building, if I'm kind of feeling like there's some sort of conflict, it's a really great plugin that kind of can give you a lot of information, which I'm sure these guys end up having to use a lot with their testing. Um, but yeah, I don't leave that one on. One I leave on all the time would be redirection. So it allows you to do really quick and easy redirections. And you can even do it with regex. So, you know, if you're moving a site, that has a particular setup and it's going to move to a different URL structure. It's a really nice way of kind of adding it in and you can also add it. So it picks up all the 404s and then you can just add in the redirections, which I really like. And then another quick one is user switching. So I really like user Ooh, switching yeah. to be able, like when I'm doing my videos, for I example, love you user make, switching. Yeah. Cause someone, someone like one of oh, your baby. clients. Will I love you user say, switching. <laughs> 
One of I your do. clients will come to you and say, <laughs> I can't see this thing. And you, so I had this client come to me the other day and he's like, you know, the Divi theme, the Divi page settings that are on the right-hand side where you can make something go full width. Um, it just wasn't there for him. And I'm like, I'm going in, I can see it, no issues. And so then I switch into some other random editor. They can see it. I'm thinking, what's going on? I switch into his user. It's not there. Like how mm, yeah. random is that? And it was only by switching into his exact user creating an editor wasn't going to actually fix the issue. Or when I'm making videos for people, I like to switch into their user because you can set up their dashboard so it's nice and easy to see, show them how they can make changes and they see it as they're going to see it. But just being able to debug as someone specific mm -hmm. is very useful and only administrators have access to that functionality. So the advantage is if you put it on a website, you don't have to worry that your editors are suddenly going to start switching into other people. Yeah, we, we, we use it and support all the time to like access people's accounts and you can you can kind of see their account because yeah, there's always that weird stuff that happens. Also, if we're building a site with different permissions, like an LMS site, we'll use it a lot to kind of get a student's vantage point real quickly. Um, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Uh, a couple other plugins that I, I don't necessarily put these on every site, but that are really useful is uh, WP Rollback, where you can you can revert changes like small changes like you can revert changes on pages or with plugins or things like that without having to do a full uh, restore of the site and um and also it's really useful for most sites to have an smtp plugin i think is another one that's yeah it's like my a, favorite i like yes mail, yes um, grid or mailgun uh, i use mailgun but the plugin is called what is it mail mail smtp or something like that Sounds right. Oh, WP Mail SMTP. Oh yeah, that's what I used. But then you I get used, options yeah. to use. You can use like it for SendGrid or Mailgun or whatever. Yeah. Or or Postman because it's the only Thank WordPress you. plugin with Kevin Costner and their logo. So. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> hey, okay, guys, we're we're right up on our time. Uh, this like all it was like only half past, and now all of a sudden, boom! That last time. I know. Cool. Here, I've I've. Three more, more that are part of my normal few. stack. So Pixel Your Site Pro, um, installing a Facebook Pixel. I pretty much install a Facebook Pixel on every website that I build. And part of like the setup process is like, hey, if you don't have a Facebook Ads account, create one. Because if you don't want to run Facebook ads now, you probably will at some point in the future start collecting data now. So that's kind of the argument. Uh, you can also use it for Google Analytics. Um, simple URLs, another really useful one um, is you can do uh, redirects to, so rather than having a long link, if you want to track a URL and then make it shorter too, it's kind of like a pretty URL type plugin. Um, Eric and mentioned then, in the chat, pretty, pretty links. He uses that. He says, oh, okay. love it. I think that's probably the same thing. I've never used one of those. Yeah. So I, I use it for, for quite a few different things. Um, and this isn't just self-promotion, but I really do install Divi overlays, my own plugin on <laughs> pretty much every website I build. Cause whether it's a pop-up contact form or exit intent or something like that, mm -hmm. there's always a use for that. Um, mm -hmm. last one here. Oh, duplicate post. This is super useful. Uh, when you're creating, uh, websites that you're using the same content so you can just duplicate the post rather than Yes, Divi has the Divi library and all of I, that. No, well, it just Divi pops up and asks. In. Yeah, so it just asks if you want to duplicate page. it. It doesn't work for everything, but Divi's new functionality, I used to install it on every single thing and occasionally Me I too. still have to because there's some areas where it doesn't work. 
But Divi now has the thing when you make a new page, it says, would you like to start fresh? Would you like to duplicate right. another page? And you can yeah. just literally pick the page you're wanting to duplicate. Yes. So and, yes. And that works for, for, for like Divi content, but like, say for example, like I yes. just recently, uh, using my e-commerce software, easy digital downloads, um, most of that or none of it is Divi content. And yes. so I could duplicate it because I have a certain way of, you know, right, filling right, in right. the, the meta boxes sense. and stuff. Yeah. So it's a lot for the products. Yeah. For the, the products. Downloads. Exactly. So, yeah. um, for that kind of stuff, it's super useful, um, yeah. being able to clone. But if all you are duplicating is Divi pages, yeah, then, then it's one it. less that you can have, but you totally. do, like I still yeah. need it on maybe a third of my website. So it still is very, very useful. Um, but just know that if you've always used it and all you're duplicating is Divi stuff, you actually can um, remove that now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Hey guys, real quick, uh, in the Facebook live stream, which we always neglect, unfortunately, uh, Danielle <laughs> oh, yeah. Green is over there all by her lonesome. Thank you for hanging in there, Danielle. You're a true fan. I love it. But she had a question. She wants to know if you guys have an opinion on WPMU Dev Pro, like their suite of all of their things if you does anybody here use that yeah i do yeah oh all three yep. of them do okay great yeah we were all grandfathered in though and so i think that really influences things so i have it's I pricey mean, isn't it have, for the whole suite it's very it's, pricey it's and pricey, i was yeah. grandfathered in if i was not grandfathered in there is no way i'd be paying for it and yeah. now that they allow for wp smush pro more and more i'm not using their other plugins because they just removed my membership one which is a pain in the ass because now i have to change a whole website over to something else because they're no longer supporting their own membership plugin so my recommendation is do not pay for it and go use something else and i am actually thinking about losing my grandfathering because i'm just not using it and it's not even worth the grandfathered mm. price anymore that's my opinion. What about there you, you have it. I feel like that was a pretty solid. You guys might be using yeah. it though. I'm just not. Yeah, we, we use it. I mean, yeah, I, I probably wouldn't pay for the for the full price. Um, geez, I I've been using it for quite a long time. Um, yeah, the same. Or something like that. Um, yeah, it's it's great. They, you know, I, I I know some of the, some of the guys from there, and um, they're they're a good company and stuff. But yeah, it's it's a little pricey for the for the average person. If they had to keep their membership plugin, I'd be staying for life. But yeah, they they phased out a lot of their their older plugins that weren't as as popular, which was frustrating because even the ones that weren't popular were still being used. Case in yeah, point, and they were good. They were good. Yeah, but I'm um, I use let's see, the only one I use consistently is Smush Pro, um, yeah. and as Sarah mentioned, you can you can get it now a la carte. Um, but yeah, I've used I mean their their branding plugin. It used to be called Ultimate Branding. Now it's Branding Branda Pro. Uh, it's been a while since I've used it. Um, their backup plugin again. It's been a while since I've used it, but also worked well. Um, and then Forminator is actually free. Uh, it's also a great plugin, but it's free. So you don't need to pay for the membership. So is, is, yeah. is there a pro version of that? It says Forminator pro on the website, but I'm pretty sure it also says Forminator pro on uh, the yeah. repository. So <laughs> that was kind of the big thing when they released Forminator was that the, 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 it was, they were giving you the pro features for free. Yeah. Right. So I'm assuming that's still the case. I haven't heard that. So otherwise. I think our advice would be, User acquisition. It's probably not worth it. <laughs> yeah. There are alternatives to every plugin that they have, and you could probably spend Listen, less on all of those alternatives. We bring the truth around here in the Divi chat. Now, I'd, I'd, I hate I'd that we're going. 
We're going so far over. And uh, Eric just said, which somebody said it earlier, now I forgot. And that is, what plugins do you hate and take off of every site? And so I don't know. Maybe we'll have Bakery to. He says, jetpack. Oh, jetpack. Yes, yeah. jetpack. <laughs> Hello, Classic Dolly, editor. Yeah. Hello, Dolly. Come on. Why is that still a plugin? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah you yeah, don't need a classic editor because Divi has it built in. You just flip the switch. And, but the and amount of people that still have it, right? Yeah, it's true. It's still like the most like downloaded plugin or something right now. Yeah, um, yeah Hello Dolly, uh, classic editor. That's the most downloaded plugin. I know it was for quite a while. Yeah, that's insane. People just okay. despised uh, Gutenberg so much. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, I mean, somebody right, did wait, say this, somebody said Div Divi that... overlays. I'm just kidding. Is that the one he <laughs> takes away? Liam and they, Liam, I always say he was joking. He was joking. I know. He's joking. I think to be honest, the it's stuff that we remove is the stuff we don't know as well. And it's not that they're bad plugins. It's just that I think for all of us, we get to know certain plugins. We know where all the settings are. We know how to optimize it. We know how to make it like work really well. It's not that they're bad, but if someone had a different caching plugin, for example, I would often switch it just because Swap I know the other ones. Yeah, oh, um, for sure. Or if they have a form plugin that is some one that they bought off in Vato Market, then I'm yeah. going to switch it over to Gravity because <laughs> I'm going to be much faster with it. I feel like yeah. it's more reliable. I feel like it's a safer option. Or if someone has iTheme security and they're not paying for it, then I'm going to switch them to WordFence because I know it. And I trust it. So I think it's one of those things where we all get to know our favorites. It's not that they are the best. It's just that we like using them. We know how to use them. There might be a better I mean, product out there. But sometimes they're it, the best. Sometimes they are. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But sometimes it, they're all kind of even. And it's okay to just have your favorites and switch out to ones that you know better because it's going to make you work more efficiently. And with so many of these like types and categories of plugins, we... Uh... There, like there's so many options that all do such yeah. similar things and it really is just a preference like i i don't dig the green light real yellow light red light and you guys do yeah, yeah. the yost thing so it doesn't matter you know like they all do the same i just ignore the light <laughs> it bugs me anyway guys yeah, we've gone ever, way it, over have you ever inherited a website that's visual composer and oh. like yeah. And that's one of the things where it's not easy to swap out like a form plugin, but I've, it's happened twice now oh, where it's I like, will. Hey, I'm going to give you a really good deal. If I can rebuild your site, keep the same design, but just rebuild it in Divi. <laughs> I have rebuilt a yeah, site for free because it was just so you wouldn't have to deal with it. <laughs> and I was like, honestly, the 10 hours I spend rebuilding this site are going to save me 50 hours in the next year. <laughs> I'm going to spend 10 hours rebuilding this in Divi because I cannot handle it. Oh, I man. would do that Mir and then just stack your hours after that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Miro had a, some WP bakery nightmares a couple of weeks ago and yeah. he is like, he's scarred yeah. for life from it. Yeah, it is. It's Aren't the worst. All? I hate it. Oh, I it's hate been, it. So it's much. been years for me, but yeah, I, I just kind of steer clear of it now, but uh, yeah. Anyway, guys, we have been so chatty. This has been such a great list. I hope it has been useful to you guys listening in or watching, whichever the case may be. Please, if you are in the live chat, smash that like button. If you're listening on your podcast app or rewatching it on YouTube, hit the like button. We'd appreciate it so much. And if you would be so kind as to throw us a little review, we would love you forever. You can go to- Maybe we could do an episode- um that's more specialized at some point like if people are interested like 
you know, going into the specialized areas of what are some plugins you would use, particularly for like photo albums or photo grids or what would you use for a shop or what would you use? You know, if you're interested in that, let us know because you guys yeah. could also give us tips of what you use, which would be really mm-hmm. fun. It would be nice. I would love that. I actually was thinking of that. We we did a couple of them. Like we've done one on caching plugins, I think, didn't we? And a couple other things. Caching. But foreign plugins. Ca- sorry, caching. <laughs> caching. I'm going to go on vacation. <laughs> vacation. <laughs> Vacaching. Vaca- no, that's not how you say it, Tim. No. All right, you guys. It's been great. Go to ratethispodcast.com slash Divi Chat. Leave us a little, a little five star, a little five star something. And uh, we will see you all next week where we have another awesome topic. See you later. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye.